Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to this Get Married podcast episode. It is, in fact, episode 388 on the podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. In fact, it's something that we've been wanting to talk about for a long time, and you've probably heard about it before, but we're going to get into it today. And the topic of the day is finding glimmers of light, finding glimmers in your life. Before we get into how to find these glimmers, firstly, we need to define what is a glimmer. And we Googled it. And the definition of glimmers are brief moments of joy, hope, or inspiration, even during challenging times. Uh, And I love this idea. I feel like glimmers really resonate with our natural disposition. So if that is you, then you're going to really love this episode. If it is not you, then I think you're going to love this episode as well, because perhaps you will find that inspiration to look out for the glimmers that are already present in your life. Uh, As opposed to, and I know you've probably seen it on Instagram, triggers. Like I I really like that uh, thing that's kind of going around and it's like, don't look for the triggers in your life. Like don't look for the things that trigger you with anger and with sadness. Instead, look for the glimmers. And I think that's a really nice thing to think about. Are you excited about this episode, Emmy? Oh, yes. I think, uh, you know, anything that reminds you to see the lightness or the brightness or the hope, even in those hard times, mm. is a useful topic because, I mean, like it is a fact, isn't it, that life is filled with ups and downs. No one has a life that is continuously just awesome and good things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not realistic. It's not reality. Uh, maybe you might feel like you do, but like reality is that it won't be like that forever. And, you know, we don't say that in like a doom and gloom way. It's just a realistic kind of perspective. Uh, and then it's understanding that, you know, we can do things to ensure that we keep our mindsets and our mental well-being, you know, in a good place because this is the human experience. Like to be adaptable in challenging times is a necessity, is essential for this life, I believe. Mm, absolutely. I agree. And, you know, when you decide to live this way, even through the challenging moments, they feel more effortless, I guess, in a way. Because while you're going through the challenging moment, you're also seeking out, well, what, like, this is challenging, but there must be something good. Like, there must be a glimmer somewhere. And you go out searching for it and you find it in, you know, usually the most mundane things, in the in the most normal of things, the things that happen every day. It's just that we forgot to notice them. And this really mm. is, I guess, where glimmers begin. It is this idea of actually being aware of our surroundings and cultivating a mindful approach to life. Because 
when we're not mindful, mindful being present in the here and the now, we are either living in the past or living in the future. And usually when we're living in the past, it's either kind of some kind of nostalgia, like some kind of, I wish I was back there. Or maybe it's more of a, why did I do that? Like I'm so X, Y, Z, like I'm so annoyed at myself or I'm so embarrassed. I'm so angry. And then when we're looking to the future, maybe it's like, I wish I was there now and not here. Like, or that looks nicer, or I can't wait to not be in this spot and be Mm. in that future spot where Mm. the grass is going to be greener. So we're always kind of grasping for something other than our present moment. And Mm. that's really where suffering can begin, I guess. The roots of Mm. all suffering live not in the present, but live in the past and the future. Mm. So when we can learn to be present, when we can learn to be mindful, we become more aware of the glimmers that are in the here and the now. So I guess that's the first thing, isn't it? Knowing how to be present because not everyone knows how to do that. Well, I think we are born knowing how to do it. I think we are naturally present beings And then, you know, obviously we have minds as well. So like they take us on all kinds of journeys. But I think, you know, as we become adults and as we gain more responsibility and as we stress more, uh, and I mean, like this is speaking of my life. So, you know, yours could be different if you're listening and thinking, no, I was a very anxious child. Like I was forever stressed. I mean, I was in some ways very anxious, but I believe I was, I found it much easier to be present when I was a kid. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I think we kind of outgrow the presence maybe or like we develop new habits. Yeah, it's almost like we stack so much other stuff in that presence becomes kind of last on our list. It almost feels unproductive to be present, like to be (laughs) in the here and the now. And I guess maybe we're living in that productivity landscape where everyone's like, do more, get more done. Yeah. In less amount of time and, you know, binge this and binge that. And, yeah, we're just kind of pulled in all kind of directions. So almost mindfulness feels like a luxury in a way and it shouldn't be. Like like mindfulness and presence, we should try to make this a daily practice, if not a moment-to-moment practice because mm-hmm. that really is uh, the decreaser, <laughs> the decreaser of mm-hmm. suffering. And it's yeah. not like you become present and you just stay present. That That isn't <laughs> how it works, unfortunately. Uh, it is a forever practice. It's a forever coming back to the present. That's what we're always saying. Like, you know, when we're teaching yoga, when we're teaching Pilates, when we're teaching meditation, it's a coming back to. It's a coming back to the presence, to the here and the now. And really the easiest way to do this uh, is two ways. One is to become aware of your breath because your breath is always present. Your breath Mm -hmm. does not live in the past. It does not live in the future. It is only here and now. Like your breath isn't like, remember that breath I took 10 years ago? Like your breath doesn't do that. Your breath is just here and now. It's in the inhale and it's in the exhale and that's all that the breath is doing. And the other thing that's always ever present is your physical body. So your physical body, this flesh and blood, these bones that is in the present, Wherever you're listening, like maybe you just like touch your fingertips, like rub your fingertips against your thumbs. This body is always in the here and the now as well. Yes, your body was alive and real in the past and it will be in the future. But right here, right now, if you can anchor yourself into your body, become aware of your physical body, you also will become aware of your present moment. So two very simple ways of bringing yourself back to the present is simply focusing on your breath 
and becoming aware of your body. And I mean, once we get that, then we can start to actually notice the glimmers. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's why we do the practices, isn't it? Like, that's why we meditate. That's why we do Pilates and yoga, because these are practices, these are trainings that get us into the here and now. And you know, when you do them enough, it becomes much easier to get present. It becomes mm-hmm. much easier to feel connected to here and now and to your body and your breath. Like that mind-body connection is essential, really. Uh, it allows you to, yes, notice the glimmers, but also let go of the anxiety and stress. And, you know, when we're in this high stress, high anxiety mode, like the glimmers may be there, there, but we will never see them because Mm -hmm. the anxiety and the stress is louder. So these practices minimize or maybe not minimize, decrease the anxiety and the stress. So then the glimmers become more apparent. Mm. And when we begin to understand this, we can get on our own sides, right? Like none of this is rocket science. None of this is like insane, uh, takes you three million hours to learn and practice and do like you don't have to be a special kind of human to do any of this really it's accessible to all I'm not saying that my practice will look like your practice no and vice versa like we're all going to be have different versions of practices however it's all attainable so this is why we love these practices uh but you know once we get mindful once we get present we are better able to begin to, you know, notice those small things, those small little glimmers of light. Uh, just like, you know, I'm looking outside right now, I'm seeing the raindrops dripping off my palms and the wind is in the palms. Like, you know, that's pretty, that's beautiful. That's a and glimmer. That's a glimmer. Like me noticing the nature, me noticing what's going on and feeling like, wow, look at this world. Look at my garden filled with weeds. (laughs) I do need to do some weeding. But, you know, like it's just taking note of the natural beauty around you. And that could be a sunset. It could be a sunrise. It could be your beach uh, walk, your lake walk, your forest walk. I mean, nature is spectacular. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, those those big mountain alps. It doesn't have to be, you know, those those world-renowned nature uh, wonders. It could literally be the grass in your backyard. Mm -hmm. And even if you are in a city, it's like noticing like how the light hits the buildings or something and how it creates the pattern or that that perfect straight line of sunlight and shadow. Like it's it's pretty amazing, you know, when you start to look around you and notice these things that are always Mm. there, we just forget to see them. And when we notice these and and realize the awe and the wonder and the wowness of these normal things that surround us, that's where we feel the glimmer of joy, of hope, of inspiration. Uh, So it's first in the noticing and then it's kind of like that moment of like, wow, and then that Mm. helps you then feel something else. Uh, It helps you realize, oh, yeah, like there's magic in this world. Like that's really what a glimmer is. some other things that are glimmers, I guess it's definitely being with people you love. Like I feel yeah. like having a big laugh with someone or having a shared experience where you, you just, I'll, you realize, oh my gosh, like this is what life is about. Like this, this mm. is life. And once again, it takes you out of those anxious thoughts, those uh, wonderings of what ifs or why did I do that? 
and it brings you back to the present because here you are with your loved people, your friends and your family, and you realize, you know what, if everything else was to just blow up in my face, if everything else was to just break away and and die, at least I have these amazing people. Like I always think that, you know, I love our business. I love it so much. Like, like I love it too much. And <laughs> And it's like my one focus. Like I wake up thinking about it. I fall to sleep thinking about it. And I think about it in probably every waking moment. <laughs> and then and then when something happens and you realize actually the only thing that it matters is the people and like you kind of have a moment of like, oh, oops, uh, let me make sure I focus on my people and enjoying the moments with them. And that's when those moments are really extra special, I guess, you know, when you have a moment of laughter or, you know, we went to the spa the other day and that was really fun Mm. and we didn't have our phones. And I even think we didn't even talk about the business like for a moment there. And like, you know, that, that made me realize, yeah, this is what actually matters. Like I love our business, but you know, if the business was to just like crash and burn one day, I I still have everything I need. And you can just start again. Like that's the thing. With everything else, you can start again. But with, yeah, with the so people, true. you can't. It's kind of like that idea of like your people are those glass juggling balls and, you know, everything else is just like that just is a bouncy ball and it bounces back. Yeah, it's so true. And unfortunately, sometimes you need, you know, like the hardest way, the hardest lesson when you do learn that is when, something bad happens mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen or maybe it's like something potentially bad happens and then it turns good and you're like, oh, but I'm still going to take that lesson. Mm-hmm, exactly. uh, so I think talking about it and reminding ourselves constantly is really important because we live in a world where, you know, it's very easy to put other stuff ahead of the people and the relationships. It's very easy to think, you know, uh, what your house looks like is more important and, you know, the renovation and the, having the best brands and like, Perhaps it's like you didn't get to go on your big holiday, your summer holiday, and you're like, oh, all my other friends did and everyone else shared their Instagram pictures and here I am in my boring house with my my partner and blah, 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 blah. He's <laughs> like, my boring partner. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just imagining. It's like people yeah. probably think that. Yeah. You know what? Like I love doing that. Like I, I always am so grateful to be like, oh, look at my life in my house with my my person and, you know, I got to work with my sister all day. Like I'm like, always like, whoa, my life is so cool and amazing. Yeah. Even though I could totally look at my life and be like, well, I don't have this, I don't have that, all my friends have this and that. Mm-hmm. Like my old friends, you know, my old school friends have very different lives to me, but I'm very grateful for mine because, you know, I walked my own path. I chose this. Mm-hmm. I didn't copy anyone else. I didn't I let go of, you know, the thing that was that would have, you know, that thing that was dragging me behind, which was, you know, that government job. And I, I took that adventure. But also you do become attached to it. And Carla and I are always reminding ourselves that, you know, there's so much more than just the business, even though the business is so much more than a business as well. Mm. So it's kind of like finding that middle ground. I guess we're I guess- lucky in that we have a lot of purpose connected to our business. And yes. um, I guess that is where it differs from other businesses. Like I wouldn't, it's not just like, and I'm not, like I'm not, um, it's not just like a product that we don't care about. Like it's not just mm-hmm. like we're just trying to like make something and and make it into, you know, a multi-million dollar business or whatever it might be. But it's got purpose, it's got a reason. And I think that's why we care about it so much. Yeah. Um you mentioned 
like that noticing these things helps you be grateful. And I think gratitude is probably the gateway to glimmers really in, or maybe glimmers is a gateway to gratitude. I don't know. Maybe they just work hand in hand, but noticing the the good things around you obviously will help you feel a sense of hope, a sense of inspiration, a a sense of joy. So if you are not used to noticing things that you're grateful for, like maybe this is a really good opportunity to actually start a gratitude journal. And it could be as simple as writing down three things that you're grateful for every time either you go to sleep or maybe it's when you wake up. But this practice of actually writing it down will help you cultivate a practice that will just happen automatically. So I used to have a gratitude journal and I really liked doing it. But then when I noticed them just kind of happening like automatically, like I just started noticing, oh, I'm so grateful for that without actually asking what am I grateful for and that's really where the practice kind of it sets it's it finds a home inside of you and it just becomes a part of you like you become a grateful person by having a gratitude practice Mm -hmm. um but that's a really great place to begin I guess by writing it down or even having a conversation with someone in your family or your friends uh each day at us at the same time, like whether it's at the dinner table or whether it's just before you go to sleep, like that could be something that you welcome in that will completely shift your life. Absolutely. I think, I mean, we've all heard this thing before practice gratitude. And yeah, absolutely. We've talked about it a bazillion times because it's important. And literally, gratitude, if you bring this practice into your life, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Because it just changes your whole mindset. It changes your whole perspective on life. And the cool thing is, is that it is very simple. I really like, you know, gratitude journals. Yes. I also saw this thing that people were doing where it's like, you know, you put little folded up notes of things you're grateful for and you pop them in a big kind of jar or something. And then at the end of the year or the end of the month, you open them all up with your family and read them all out. That's so nice. So it's kind of like, you know, you live it twice. Yeah. Brings so you, your, yeah, yeah, it brings your household together, which I thought is cute. I always thought I should do that, but haven't got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know if you do. Uh, I really like that. I think that's beautiful. Another a beautiful way to practice glimmers, finding glimmers. Uh, Emma, you actually just sent me this beautiful song on Slack. You were listening to it. Uh, while you work, which I think is a really, if you work from home, like having beautiful music on is very inspiring but you sent me this song and it's beautiful maybe we can put the link to the show in the show notes to this song um and it makes you feel something and certain songs make you feel hope and inspiration and joy just because of how they sound and that is so magical that you can just press play on a song and it can change the way that you feel i think music is literal magic like I'm always, you know, I know and I remember, but I'm always like, oh, my God, like that feeling I just felt came from that song, came from that note, came from that lyric, came from Mm. those sounds all randomly put together to create this art, this masterpiece. Like, you know, it gives you like a rush almost, doesn't it, when you hear a beautiful song? And that song is so amazing. I should really put it in the, I should find out what song it is. Let me find it. Because it's like a classical song. Uh, it's a neo. It's that, you know, that Italian composer. He's very famous. I'm, I'm look at my terrible pronunciation. Oh, a neo Morricone. 
Morricone. That's definitely wrong. Okay, guys. Sony. Uh, Coney. Morricone. Cone. It's oh. eh. Morricone. And roll the R's. Imagine the R's rolled. More. Oh, more. Oh, you did it. <laughs> Terribly. Um, and Gabrielle's oboe. I think that's the name of it. Anyway, listen to that and see what happens. Experience what happens. Just beautiful. Uh, but bringing, you know, talking about art, I think, you know, noticing art, going to the gallery, admiring art in all its forms, whether it's, you know, going to the ballet or a dance, uh, noticing street art, going to just put the music on in your house or going to a concert. Like there's all this amazing art around us and, you know, that that is what art is for. It, it's to change how we feel. It's to, it's to create an experience for someone. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Not all art makes you feel great, that's for sure. Some art makes you feel horrible. But maybe you can find the art that brings those glimmers to your life Mm. because not all metal music makes me feel great. (laughs) Actually, not much metal music at all. (laughs) Yeah, like some songs. Depends. Yeah, it depends on the song and that is a very, like, personal preference. Yeah, subjective. Find find the songs that make you feel that. Find the art that makes you feel that and listen to them and look at it and look at it with awe and amaze. I guess also being creative yourself can also be Mm -hmm. a form of a glimmer, whether it is that you like to write poetry or you do like to paint or you do like to sing or you do like to dance or you do like to play an instrument. Again, these are the things that really get pushed to the bottom of your list when everything else is just so much more important than practicing your piano or practicing whatever it is that you want to do. Um, that can make you feel so good though. Like learning a song on the piano. Like, I mean, I, my piano, my keyboard is slit your house. You need to I, get it. I need to get it because I was getting good at it and I was you enjoying were. it. Um, But, you know, I think back to the moments of like learning the chords and learning the notes and it was really fun. And, you know, learning and growth, like that's another topic in regards to glimmers, like learning something new, cr- uh, obtaining a new skill that can really make you feel that sense of hope and that sense of joy, especially if you are enjoying what you're learning. Like, I think that's a big underline. We're so used to, well, I know I was, you know, when I think back to school and even uni, like, it's not like I loved every topic. In fact, I was more like, let me get this done because I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like, let me just quickly get through it. But when you actually find something you want to learn, like that's a totally different experience than learning something you have to learn. Mm, so true. And I think, you know, learning, accomplish some, accomplishing something, achieving something, you know, if it's done in this way, like the perfect example would be the teacher training, I think, for us. Like we found many glimmers through that experience. It was definitely hard and stressful at times. However, like we, because we loved the topic firstly, because we were so excited about creating it, it also felt very magical and like Mm. filled with goodness. Mm -hmm. The stress was still there, but it was like a different kind of stress as compared to like a massive project where you don't actually care about it. It's like- An inspiring stress almost. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, it was almost like a push- yeah, like, like from a, something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because I think back to that and I think like, how did we get that done? Because I'm tired just thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but we got it done and it it turned into an amazing thing. And then not only that, Em, but like seeing the trainees talk about it and talking about how like they feel so different learning this content because it's something that resonates with them so much and it's something that they actually want to learn. Like these trainees, they were treating the training almost like a Netflix show you can't stop, which I just think is amazing. Like That's exactly what we wanted. Like we wanted them to be excited for the next class and that's exactly how they were feeling. And I think if you can find something that you have such a drive and such a desire to learn more about, like that is such a big glimmer. And if you haven't found it, like it's just your job to keep looking for something and trying new things. Yes, and I think... That can that can be such a you know enjoyable experience. Sometimes we put pressure on ourselves to be like, I haven't found my thing. Like everyone else has their things. What about me? And it's like, no, like let go of that. And it's like, you know, you might not ever find your thing, or you might just have so much fun exploring and finding, you know, many things and just staying curious. And I think that was a big lesson from the teacher training. And many of the trainees felt, you know, it was just all about being curious and and having little aha moments and learning all these new things and being like, oh, that's that's my perspective has just changed like from listening to this. And I think when we bring awareness and mindfulness to these kinds of experiences, then the gratitude just flows in. Mm-hmm. And I think, which is so, like, this is so cool because when you just talk about this stuff more and listen to people talking about it, like you are right now, you're listening to us talk about this stuff, uh, it just becomes more natural. Like you begin to just see things differently. You begin to experience life differently. And, you know, that's amazing because, I mean, you think about the human experience and, you know, generations before us and sometimes I think people get to the end of their lives and they regret, you know, like I shouldn't have really worked so much on that job I hated. I think it's a different story when you're passionate about your work. Sometimes you might be like, you know, okay, I didn't dedicate as much time to my family, but I loved my job and I'm proud of it, what I've achieved and I've left this to my family. You know, I've, I've left a legacy. I've dented the world with something I'm very proud of. But a lot of people, which, you know, we talk to Bronnie, Bronnie Ware, and her book, The Five Regrets of the Dying. And, you know, she talks about how, you know, when she was in that hospice, the end of life care, she would talk about how she interviewed these people and she found these very common regrets. And it was one of them was, you know, like, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I worked in a job I didn't like. Uh, I didn't hang out with my people and I didn't socialize as much. And it's like, we can learn from this. And this is why we talk about this. This is why we talk about the practices to remind us and to check in. Like, because we uh, look at us all here alive and well, breathing. We have an opportunity to take stock take. Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Do we want this? Mm-hmm. And it's not like we have to make drastic train changes right away. You could make the subtlest of changes and it will change the direction. So true. Yeah, so really listening to inspiring podcasts, reading inspiring books, being around people who who are na- who not naturally or but people who also think like this, who want to see yes. the glimmers, who who are excited to see the goodness. 
you know, the people who notice the good and the glimmers, like being around more people like that will also help you be more mm. like that. It's that whole idea of like you become you become the people you spend the most time with. Like, is it like the five people you spend yeah, the most time so. with? Yeah, I think so. So check in, like, who are your top five? And like, <laughs> are you okay with that? <laughs> and, are they good enough? And, and if if not, like, either buy t- them, either together <laughs> go on this kidding. journey, like, either together go on this journey and yes. be like, okay, like, I think we both need to do this, or as Amy said, fire them and find a new person because <laughs> because maybe that person like actually isn't like a permanent person that you need in your life. I don't know. Like you can be ruthless about it. Be be nice about it, but like be be mindful of who you yeah. spend your time with because it does impact you. I mean, we've been listening to that podcast, that founders podcast, and I tell you what, like that is a moment of glimmer for me. Like every morning I listen to those podcasts, I feel so inspired. I feel so hopeful about the potential yes. of my life and what I can create, and that's simply by choosing to listen to something, to surround myself with that guy, that um host of that show. Like I feel like we're <laughs> David, sweating. his name is David. <laughs> we're super I don't even know his name, but like I listen to him like so often and that's my choice. Like I choose to listen to him and I don't choose to listen to something else. Um, like I don't know, a doom and gloom podcast or like I don't I don't know. Like everyone's people... well, wait, everyone is obsessed with like real true crime. crime, true crime. I don't watch any true crime. I don't want to know about true crime because I don't want to know like that. What I don't know. I I don't want to watch that. Like people are bad. I already know. I don't want to know the details. I really don't want to know. Stay away from those people. They how they did what they did. Um, because it makes me want to vomit. But it is interesting why so many people are obsessed with true crime. I mean, I guess it's not like new because like people have always liked violent and gory movies. Yeah, well, think about Saw when they came out. Like people liked that. And I mean, I went and saw them, and I was like, why? Why? Oh, I watched like half the first one and I was like, no. But do you know what I like about that story is that it was like super budget. Yeah, the business story is great. Give me a documentary on the business. They had one room, wasn't it? They had to create the movie in one room. They had like the smallest of budgets and they made a blockbuster. Like how amazing is that? Okay, one big thing that helps you feel glimmers is, and we did allude to this when talking about the physical body, but actually moving your body and some form of physical activity helps you feel glimmers of hope, of joy, of inspiration. So just compare it to you being sedentary on the couch, scrolling on your phone, like that kind of vibe. And then, okay, you jump up and you go for a walk outside and suddenly you feel amazing. What is that? I wonder. (laughs) Well, it's so many things all combined into one, isn't it? And I mean, also, I'm just imagining like after doing an amazing yoga flow, like how good do you feel after a yoga flow? You feel so good. Not only do you feel good physically, you feel good emotionally. You feel like a deeper sense of connection, not just to yourself, but to the wider world around you. You have a greater self-awareness of yourself. Your stress levels have decreased. Like yoga is some form of magic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And again, like I'll go back to this, like none of this is rocket science. It's all very simple. It's our awareness. It's our noticing, oh, wait, like I feel pretty like depressed right now. I feel pretty down. Uh, You know, I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm talking about, you know, when you just are flat, blah, uh, 
don't feel really hopeful for your future, you're looking around and you can't feel gratitude, you know, these tools are here for you. Go outside, go for a walk. Yeah. Done. Put a yoga class on. Done. Like do it, do a 10-minute yoga class. I'm not even saying do an hour class. Like this is why we have 10-minute yoga classes inside Marybody, inside the app. We have filters that you find, 10 minutes. Like it doesn't need to be this strenuous, crazy, I need to overhaul my whole life to feel glimmers of hope. I don't, you don't need that. And I think it's also important we have touched on it. You know, we don't just focus on the glimmers and ignore the bad stuff and, Mm. you know, like we don't stay out of touch with reality. I think some people might, you know, say to do that, like turn off the news completely. You know, like I watch some of the news, not much, but I do try and stay up to date with the world. And I think this is almost why we are so focused on, you know, this creating the glimmers, being being very, uh, what's that word, purposeful with noticing these glimmers because when you know about, you know, all the bad stuff, all the doom and gloom, or not all of it, I don't know all of it obviously, but when you are in touch with it, you realise, whoa, like that can take me down. Mm-hmm. So I need to consciously make an effort to seek out the inspiration, the glimmers, the light, the goodness. So you become very intentional about it. That means you become more dedicated to your yoga practice. You become more dedicated to your meditation practice. You make sure you switch off the news and get outside and go for that walk. It's almost like you like having awareness of, inverted commas, the bad stuff, which, you know, a lot of the time it it is actually very, very bad stuff. Like it, as long as you also counterbalance it with this other stuff, you know, you're living a very balanced life, I think. Hmm. So it's all it's almost like adding more intention to your actions, I think, is kind of what you just described with, you know, using your yoga practice, using your walks, using your meditation to be more intentional about what it is that you would like to welcome in. Um, And that is all possible. Like it's just a decision. It's it's one decision away uh, to decide how you would like to do something, what you would like to welcome in. Uh, it's that idea of, you know, we we find what we're searching for. Like we find what we're looking for. So look for the glimmers and we will find them. But as Emma said, we don't just bury our heads in the sand. We are aware of reality, but we're also aware of how that can make us feel sometimes. And therefore, let's create some action steps that remind us also of the magic that is life itself. Um, we don't have to live in doom and gloom. We can be aware of it, but we don't have to live there um, and put ourselves there. Exactly. <laughs> I really, I really like this topic. I, I love this idea of glimmers and realizing that if we can just take a moment to look around and to breathe, we will probably notice something that is a mm. glimmer in this in this moment, like right here, right now. Like, do mm. it right now, wherever you are. Pause. Even if you're driving and you're listening to this, like don't close your eyes, but take a look around your surroundings. Be mindful of your road, by the way. But Mm -hmm. is there something there where you're just like, oh, yeah, wow, like I've driven past that every single day or I walk past that every single day or I've always sat on this couch listening to this podcast and I've never noticed this. Like what is it? There's probably something there right here, right now that you've never noticed that can be a glimmer of something goodness some goodness, something good, something good, something great, something hopeful, something inspiring. 
um, and notice it. And it's a it's a wonderful practice to welcome in, to just I guess ease that suffering and make life filled with a little bit more joy. Yeah, I love it. Oh, if you enjoyed this episode, do let us know. Send us a message on Instagram, on Facebook, email us. We're always here, always reachable. <laughs> we are. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it will be great. It'll be something amazing. So make sure you do tune in. Otherwise, have a beautiful rest of your day, night, afternoon, evening, morning. Bye. Bye.